Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, próspero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, próspero año y felicidad. Navidad and that is to start us off on our 2020 wrapped episode of Old New Borrowed Blue. This is Olivia's idea, it's amazing. So basically it's inspired by the fact that we obviously always get our little Spotify 2020 summarising playlist and we've sort of gone from there. I thought we'd put on a Christmas song because tis the season and we're sort of looking back at the year that was 2020. Oh, no. I've, I've started crying. I've We're started showing not the goals we had from last year. We're in a new year. <laughs> new hope. But as a Star Wars oh, say, yeah. let us. <laughs> <laughs> I said new hope. I thought it was funny. It's not. Um, oh, that's a lockdown for you. Your own sense of humour. It gets too big for its boots. So <laughs> we're going to look and roast each other's top artists, top songs a little bit. Make fun of each other. Um, excuse you, I wasn't warned about that in advance. Um, <laughs> I was just told to bring along my song. And it is, at times, embarrassing. But aren't we all? 2020 was a weird year. It was it embarrassing was. for all of us in certain ways. 
Some people I know relied on Glee to get through. Oh, Thankfully, I was not that's that weird. rock bottom. That is rock bottom. So, we live. Heck yeah. And I would just like to say that we had, well, I had quite the debate or moral moment about choosing Felice Navidad there. But I'd been saying for ages that I wanted to choose it. And it seemed to have completely slipped my mind that it had English lyrics in it, despite me. About 50%. That out. About 50% English lyrics. Yeah. So, I actually I looked it up. As I just always like to double check with our foreign language choices. And apparently there's two lines, one of them in Spanish, one of them in English. I was like, 50%, that's pass, let's go for it. Here I we are. Yeah, I would count it. Well, the reason I wanted to choose it is because it's kind of like, I don't know, I think it's the foreign language song that pretty much everyone in the UK has been exposed to and loves. And I think it's the one that you probably are first exposed to. Is like, I mean, in a country that doesn't really appreciate or have as much of a market for foreign language songs, I think it's really cool. And I think it's very interesting, obviously, now that there's more Spanish language stuff. Like Selena Gomez has released a Spanish language track quite recently, which I think will probably date our recording nicely. And, and do you understand like the value of Feliz Navidad? I think it's just so cool that... We're literally like a small house in small town Scotland and we've got some Spanish music blasting. And to be honest, at eight years old, you did not understand the Spanish. To be honest now, I don't understand the Spanish because that is my own educational failures. But I think (laughs) I didn't understand that, like that aspect of it and the fact that like historically we really didn't listen to anything like that. It was the only song of that genre we would listen to. It was the only exposure we would have gotten to foreign language music. Yeah, I think it's so interesting as well because it just seems to have really slipped in there. I don't really understand where it's come from, this love of the song. Because I feel like some people, genuinely, if you ask them, it's their favourite Christmas song just because it sounds a bit different from the other ones but still has a lot of this sort of Christmassy flair, like the brass and the whatever. Yeah, that's the point. What's your favourite Christmas song? Mm, so actually, I know exactly what it is. It's Christmas Rapping by The Waitresses. I love it. Specifically because one doesn't sound that Christmassy, but sounds Christmassy enough. Like it's not one that you're gonna get sick of it. Is that so? It's not on all the like the shop playlists and whatever. It doesn't. It's not as common a Christmas song compared to the other ones. So it's not as constant in your head. And also, I just I think the lyrics are quite good because you can sit there and listen to it, and it can just be background. But if you actually listen to it itself, it's almost like watching a Christmas rom com bit through the lyrics and I think that's just quite nice because you don't get that in that many songs like that's very lyricism and telling a story yeah I think it's the storytelling aspect that's quite good and it just I just like the way it sounds it makes me think of Christmas in somewhere like New York like a big city with the snow and everything yeah that's where I would love to do Christmas one year because we had a sort of white Christmas this year yeah it was actually it's been very snowy from now on yeah, and also last year, I remember last year being so misty. It was like freezing fog. And then I think we did that Christmas 5K in the big park. And it was just, it was really, like, I don't know. I think any other time of year, say if that happens in autumn, it would actually be quite eerie, that sort of level of fog. Yeah. But it was just about Christmas. It was, I don't know, it was quite relaxing. Like the idea of sort of blue and white being quite Christmassy colours as well because it's so frosty. It was so nice. And like you got to sort of almost watch the sunrise and everything like that. Like you're watching the sun come through the trees with through the foggy mist. It was really nice. 
Yeah, no, I was actually thinking about that the other day because I, was, I, could, I don't know, sometimes I think I complain about this time of year because like the weather means you can't go outside that much and do the stuff you like as easily and it gets dark so early. But I was also thinking about the fact that the fact, like, yeah, reason that it, of it getting light so late in the morning means that you kind of always can appreciate the sunrise, whereas you miss that when it gets light at about 5am the rest of the year. Yeah. Do I acknowledge it though? No. No, never. <laughs> but it's also been far too foggy here to see a sunrise. Like, I was at my desk for the sunrise this morning. Couldn't see it. Yeah, no, it was actually so foggy. Anyways, weather chats. I feel like it's been quite notable weather, so it's fair enough to have weather chats, actually. It's not as sad and British as it normally is. What was I going to say? Yeah, I just think it's interesting that Jose Feliciano is Puerto Rican because I feel like... Yeah, Puerto Rico is one of those places that you just hear about more in that part of the world than other places. And then, yeah, I think you've said that you have your song that you chose is also from yeah. Puerto Rico. So mine is Puerto Rican, but I think now is probably based in America. I have a funny feeling. Um, so mine's Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny was, in fact, not on my Spotify wrapped. But I did read when Spotify Wrapped came out, they obviously were just like reveal a load of data about mm-hmm. loads of stuff. And um, Bad Bunny was the most streamed artist of the year. I think it's really interesting, actually. But it's, yeah. have they broken that down by country at all? Or is um, it like, is that globally just, I don't know, just averaged a, out? I think that's just globally. Is that a fascinating And they've not looked into it. I think it is, but what's the? Is it Spanish that's the widest spoken language in the world? I think so. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it be taken over it? by Mandarin? When we were in school, mm. it was definitely Spanish because they were like, "You should do Spanish." Incorrect. Okay, so apparently, top ten languages: one, English. Whoops. Mandarin, <laughs> Chinese, second. Hindi's third. Spanish is fourth, and then it's French. But yeah, it's when you go and has. So like, after we've been rebuffed by the internet, Olivia's like, so yeah. <laughs> okay. But most of his listeners do come from Mexico City and um, Lima and. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's. It's just, I want to know more about it. I want to know, like, has this been over a very small amount of time that it was a massive load of people super into it? Has this been a slow burner? Has this spread beyond Spanish-speaking countries in its popularity? Yeah. Have you heard of Bad Bunny before? I feel like I only really heard about it when all the like top-listening songs of the year. Yeah. Well, I knew of him. Never really listened. But I think it's he's definitely not popular over here in the way that he is in America, either like mm. North or South America. Um... I think like a lot of people over here I know will listen to either like North American rap or British like grime and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why I've never really heard of Bad Bunny. Yeah, that is interesting. I also wonder how much Rasput is. So I just feel in terms of, I mean, it's not really, I don't know how to describe it. I guess it's kind of diversity. Like say if you were a US teenager, you'd be exposed to lots of different languages, music, or lots of different cultures, music, depending, obviously, where in the US you are, just because I feel like there is more diversity of language there. 
then I yeah. don't know if it's just our experience because of where we grew up it was like nobody like I, I there was nobody Spanish there or yeah like that I can imagine but if I you're Latino Latina US like teenager or something you would totally love this type of music exactly and then I think if you were friends with them you'd be exposed to it and then you'd listen to it yeah whereas I feel like I don't know maybe it's just because Britain's this small island and it's not that diverse that you then don't hear much yeah but then maybe that's maybe the impetus is kind of on us then to reach out more and listen to other stuff because I, I genuinely feel like we're missing out on stuff and I think that's why it's so good that say like Spotify or the internet generally is so good for music sharing and I also like that you know just in terms of like development of the internet type things how people talk about it being about sort of creating a community and information sharing I also like that pretty much from the outset music sharing was really far up there in terms of things that people use the internet for yeah I think it's really interesting that like you can learn about whole genres of music you otherwise would never have been exposed to yeah exactly and like weird stuff like industrial and whatever that you can just I think also yeah just you can listen to it for free decide if you like it or not move on yeah I think that's so interesting so I just think it's really changed our music habits and I think that's kind of what's important about as much as streaming services and I do think this like every time say like Taylor Swift used to kick off about it as much as streaming services should be held accountable for how much they pay their artists 100% you shouldn't be underpaying people anyways and that whole system's completely backwards and needs revamped I think we also need to sort of view it as essentially democratising music as well because I mean you don't really need sign to able to upload your music to Spotify you don't need no and SoundCloud's big on that every time you listen to them. yeah exactly and I think I it's think allowing good. it's allowing people who'd never had access to that type of thing to now have access like if I was like do you know what I mean a teenager in central Scotland would I have ever really had the opportunity to be signed to a record label yeah and then also like you could then sit at home and listen to all of the works of Mozart yeah. when you'd never have before and that could completely kick off passion for classical music or something like that which again has diversity issues especially like socioeconomic ones in Britain so I think it's interesting in that sense and in that I think it, there is just that one issue of they need to figure out the system for paying artists more but I think it's mainly to be honest just the fact that the whole music business is like any form of business where there's people who have power and they will just completely essentially take the mick out of the people who don't have power because they can they just want and to make their profits and they want a profit exactly. margin to be as large as possible and that is horrible well i've been thinking about it a lot especially with the pandemic just the fact that at what point will people stop putting profits above people just stuff like minimum wage being what it is why does that matter why do you need to line your pockets more but you're making people work however many hours a week to barely even be able to sustain themselves it enrages me olivia it enrages i can me. tell i can tell i don't want to think about economics anymore um, it confuses me. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to play Undia by Bad Bunny. You know that sometimes I think about us now and then But I never want to fall again Yo no te quisiera olvidar Pero contigo es todo You're deep in more, yeah, you're drowning us You question my love like it's not enough But I hate that you know, you know, you know 
That was India by Bad Bunny and it featured and Dua what Lipa. Was that, in? that was in foreign language. And uh <laughs> We had a few what lines language were the I did a few lines in foreign language, okay? Okay. Oh my goodness. I should honestly vet your songs before you put them on. Sorry, sorry, what was the song for foreign that you chose? I, I'm uh, saying this right now that the quality of this show has massively declined since Natasha left me. It is, we miss you, Natasha. No, seriously, I want my co-presenter back. This is shocking. Right, sucks to be you. I bet she just, like, ghostwrites for you. She can choose the songs. Oh, my. She could ghostwrite my jokes and stuff. 
What is yeah, this? Call her daddy. <laughs> so why... What made you think that that was purely in Spanish, <laughs> That's No, I'm actually interested in it. That was based on the fact that all of his other songs uh, I was going to choose were explicit. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what? I will actually allow that because that's kind of... That's important for the show yes. as well. I think in the hierarchy of things are important for this show going forward. It's uh, no explicit tracks still being in the rules for us being broadcast versus our own arbitrary rules. Yes, I think that trumps off. it. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But no, I thought it was interesting because it sounds like all of the Spanish language songs coming out with the same beat and I love that. I love it that it's such a distinctive feature of that genre. You can just tell. Where it's oh, even. yeah. Before Andy started singing, you're like, here comes something Spanish because of it. Which I think is quite cool. Anyways, do you want some music? I don't know. I don't know if you have. Lockdown. Lockdown's really getting to you. Um, so it is. I Tell think... me more about it. Have you got facts? Uh-huh. Uh, no, I wanted to move on because I want to get back to my Miley Cyrus obsession. Yeah, so I was going to say, interesting link, because Dua Lipa featured on that one. Dua Lipa has also featured on the Miley Cyrus stuff that you're... Like, yes, Dua Lipa's featured everywhere. She's featured in Mexico, she's featured in the US. And yes, I am calling her out for ignoring COVID rules. That is what I'm doing Aww. right now. But She's not uh, Rita or Olivia, who's just like, oh... Oh, I couldn't have that big party. Oh, for my birthday. Oh, oh, what do you mean I wasn't allowed to do it? Whoops. Um, yeah, so our next is new from me. And this was... From you. Olivia, it's your new release. <laughs> it's new release, guys. Woo. This is what I mean about lockdown. Get Spoiler alert, <laughs> Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus and Olivia. <laughs> They're going to do a spin-off series where they reveal that. <laughs> So this song, I have no idea, I'm quite embarrassed by this, but it ended up quite high up on my Spotify wrapped. Except the fact that it was released November 27th, 2020. When did our Spotify wrapped come out this year? Mm, probably about then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh my god, exactly the 27th. It came out the 27th as well. Olivia, how many times did you listen to it? One day to completely rewrite the rest of it. My flatmates had to tell me to stop. Oh, really? How high up was it on the list? Let me check. How many times did you listen to it as well if they told you to stop? Um, Whenever they'd go in the kitchen, we have like a shared speaker. And they would go in and they were like, Why is this still on? Still on, Olivia. And I was like, Yeah, where's the issue? <laughs> no, I totally get like that, and that's actually something I wanted to bring up in terms of this playlist. So I think the way that Spotify, and I think it's fair enough, by the way, as a side note, to do an entire show based around the Spotify year wrapped playlist because people obsess over it completely. I think some of it's like one of the main selling points for half the folk who have Spotify, which is being able to talk about your Spotify rap to the end of the year. And all the jokes about, oh, I don't want I don't want this to show up on my Spotify wrapped and things. They definitely go around, which is quite funny. But I think my main thing, which is, you look transfixed in something. What are you doing? I'm looking for when it was... Tra- in, but I can't... Like, I don't know why. Like, when I search for it, I can see it. 
Oh my god, it's quite high then, isn't it? If it's above that. What? Carry on. <laughs> and yes, I was going to say about like, the places that stuff is ranked in that list, or like just even how stuff gets on that list anyways. I think some of it is a song that you listen to loads one day because it was fresh out and you got kind of into it, but definitely wasn't your favourite song of the year or even a song that really passed your mind beyond that one day that you listened to it on repeat ten times. Okay, I'm going to defend myself. I think it's about number 30 or so. That's not that. Well, actually, based on the fact it was on the date it was released, actually, take that defence back on yeah. nothing. Right. It's indefensible. I'm so sorry. Um, But, yeah, I became completely obsessed with Miley Cyrus during, like, the autumn. Oh, yeah, just the autumn, not your whole childhood. Okay, we don't have to talk about that. My... I'm saying it as your sister. <laughs> what was it by? What were your, my little MPS player... And it just had like Adele and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and now you are the person you are today. What happened? But yeah, <laughs> so here is Midnight Sky by Miley Cyrus.
That was Midnight Sky by Miley Cyrus featuring in our new category. I would like to talk about the fact that I actually quite like that album. It's a good album, isn't it? I think it's very interesting in terms of it's quite a mix of stuff. But I think it was, I don't know, I think it was kind of falsely advertised as being like super rocky and things. Yeah, I don't think Whereas, it's rocky. I think it's just class. like Miley Cyrus has kind of carved out this very niche area of her own, which is like a weird mix of like rock, pop, a bit electronic, a bit country. It's just what you'd expect from a Miley Cyrus song. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, it's not poppy in the same sense that like, I don't know, like Katy Perry or something does pop, but it's also most certainly not rock. Yeah, it's sort of this weird in between, but... Anyways, I think I'm going to hit you with one of mine. So I am actually going to choose my, it was my top song, top song of the year. I actually saw it. I feel like I sort of, I'm not actually that fussed by those breakdowns of your year like it's just never been something that I get that fussed about just because I feel like a lot of it doesn't surprise me I'm just like yeah fair enough and then I'm not really ashamed of much of my music taste at all and like yeah of course I like like absolute trash <laughs> yeah either so so my top I so, <laughs> so my top song of the year was Galantis Unless It Hurts and I would like to defend it in advance to say it's an absolute bop Violas, I hear violins, heartbreaking melodies I want to sing. I'm feeling it all for you. I'm feeling it all for you. Now I don't fit these shoes I'm standing in. And I've been growing me a pair of wings. I'm feeling it all for you. Anyways and anyhow 
And you're just listening to Unless It Hurts by Galantis. And that was part of the new section here on Old New Borrowed Blue. They are a Swedish DJ duo, of course, as all electronic musicians seem to be. And I don't know, I think it surprised me. I think, I don't know, it's more, it didn't surprise me this year that it was on my list. But I think it would have surprised me from a few years ago because I would have completely written off anything electronic or that side of stuff in terms of music. I just, oh, it doesn't sound that great, not that into it. Whereas that really is, I think, I'd say it deserves to be my top thing of the year, my top song. I think I'm like that with a lot of those type of genres, like um, electronic music, uh, drum and bass, do that type of like stuff that's like, I don't know, it feels like it's not my type of music, so I'm too daunting to listen to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think it's because, I don't know, it feels like you're a bit of an outsider unless you're really into that type of genre. Yeah. And I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know, like, be listening to the right things. And, like, I just feel very confused by it. And I know people who know yeah. the subgenres of these. And I'm like, I didn't even know there were subgenres. <laughs> I think the thing about it as well is the way the listening patterns are for that sort of thing. It's not like turning around and being like, oh, I'd really like to get into, like, alt rock and or pop punk and you and you know the big bands and you know the big albums and the big hit that came from those whereas i feel like the listening patterns of stuff like yeah drum bass edm whatever it is just like flash in the pan a big hit from somebody that's quite well known but not like a major name and then it disappears and i think i don't know just the idea of dance or club music it's just so different in terms of the way people listen to it and consume it compared to otherwise yeah I know what you mean like in other genres there really can be like like obviously there's one hit wonders in every genre but it does Mm -hmm. feel like it's more about the individual song than the artist a lot of the time yeah and I think also just specifically with those two genres we're saying because it's more producer driven than it is this song or like the singer sorry the that's why I just feel like it's so different to how we were saying when you first get into terms with how music works as a child and then you grow up and you see that that's just how it is. Like there's an artist and there's a song they've made. Yeah. Whereas this is a complete change in that perspective from, oh, actually it took like this number of people to make the song. Yeah. Why don't they have their name on it? And now it's like this person who's like the DJ, you'd say, or like the producer, like featuring this person singing along. Yeah. Whereas normally they'd be the artist pushed in their own right. I think the interesting example of that is, what is she called? She's like always in my top thingies because I listen to her when I do <laughs> exercise in the flat because we're locked in here. Anyways, I can't remember what she's called. Zara Larson. Zara oh. Larson is actually technically called the Zara Larson Project if you look it up because she's like the front face to this group of producers. Oh, really interesting. I think I think it kind of epitomizes modern pop slash dance music, actually. But she's just yeah, like this product, I guess. I think you don't realise how much of a product people in the charts are. Yeah, I also think that's interesting you said about working out at home, because that actually explains a lot of my top artists from this year. So we're gonna move on to my old because it's in my running playlist and it's a my- Ooh! The 2020 wrapped and it's 
as I say, that sort of poppy, um, high beats per minute, cheerful, girly type of song. Do you know what? We'll also play it back to back with my old one, because so, I think we're getting a bit tight for time. What is okay. yours called, though? We can introduce it. Mine is why have I now lost it but it is girls just want to have fun (gasps) love it
Welcome back to Old New Bar Blue. That was Don't Stand So Close to Me by The Police. And before that, we had Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Sydney Lopper. So these were both... Sydney Lopper, yeah. Cindy, I cannot pronounce that. I sat before this. I was like, you have to pronounce it right. Cindy. Cindy. It's my uh, God's given right is your sister to rip you for it, though. I know. Allowing oh. that. I, I practice as well. That's what's embarrassing. <laughs> I love it, though. Yeah, no, I, when was that released then? So, Girls Just Wanna Have Fun was 83 and The Police was 
song was released in 1980? 1980, indeed, yeah. I thought that it was quite interesting that the play song... Uh, it was definitely further down my list, but it did show up in my 2021, and I was like, that is kind of exceptionally fitting, actually. That's I think it's just funny. that... So I, I quite like the place generally, anyways, but I think it's just this specific song, obviously it was joked about a lot, and then actually I think that the reason I listened to it so much is that I got into it probably our last Old New Borrow Blue show before the pandemic properly kicked off because I remember Natasha and I, we were choosing songs and we were like, oh, should we do something about this coronavirus that they are speaking about in the news? Because the naivety back... we had, the innocence. Well, I know, I think I think we knew it was going to be bad. Like, I think we could just feel it was going to be. And then I, I think that we decided... Well, we decided to not go for this because we were like, oh, it's a bit silly. And also, we looked up the history behind it. It's a bit, a bit sketchy because basically, it's weirdly enough not about two metres social distancing, don't stand so close to me. It's about a strange relationship or feelings between a young schoolgirl and her teacher. And Sting had indeed worked previously as a teacher before joining the police. Just oh my thought- god. He, he apparently like said it wasn't about him or any of his experiences, but I just it's still weird and like probably like, referenced the fact that like they had young female fans and things, but I don't know. I think it's it's definitely like an uncomfortable song. I don't know if it would do so well today. I don't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> it's really creepy, actually. The title has been something. used because it's funny in reference to this year, but we yeah. never listen to the song. It is not. Are you wanting to finish off? Have you left your blue to last? I have left my blue to last, actually. I've left my blue to last. B2B, baby. Might edit that one out. (laughs) Yeah, no, so my blue, I think it's quite interesting. It came out quite recently as well. It's a new Vistas one from this year, and it's called 15 News. I quite like it. It was just quite good. And I think, again, it was when I saw my playlist, and I was like, you know what, fair goes to you. Well done for making it to the shortlist. And by that, I mean long list, because it's quite long. It's a hundred songs, and it? it's quite long. It is. I think that's the thing, is it's quite long, so that's probably why stuff creeps in that you weren't expecting. I think it's when stuff creeps in, it's too high up. You're like, that is uncomfortable. Why are you here? Get back away. You're, I get you're that. A nine, you're a 90 and below, you know? But anyways, this is Vistas with 15 years.
was Vistas with 15 years and they are Scottish bands they are part of our blue section which is as all of our listeners know and love blue like the saltire loving it so my question before we finish up because we are going to wrap up because you're going to play your other blue track is what would you say your most embarrassing or alternatively because I don't really know if I'm particularly embarrassed by any of these actually as I'm scrolling along or most surprising Okay, I don't know if mine's embarrassing. I'm gonna take it and just accept it. Oh my god, it's number four though. Um, okay, the fact it's number four is what embarrasses me. Any other reason? Would have thought about it. Wouldn't have cared. But the fact it's number four. <laughs> um, and it is since you've been gone by Kelly Clarkson, and it was just because it was on my running playlist. And yeah, our other sister made a running playlist, and I used it, and it was on that. So I moved so on it to must my have one. And it's just yeah. Oh, what's yours? I don't know. I'm a mix between the fact that there is a lot of Zara Larson on this. Fair enough, though. Did not notice that. I think another one... I don't actually know if it's embarrassing. No, it's not. Lady Gaga is not embarrassing. Stupid Love is such a good song. Genuinely so good. I think it's just that some other people find Lady Gaga embarrassing, which I don't quite understand. Not anymore, anyway. Like, I think we should have got past that. It was just like she was like weirdly made fun of for the fact that she pushed boundaries and was presenting herself as an artist rather than as like a pop, yeah, one minute wonder essentially. Also, I just think generally the idea of guilty pleasure songs should just absolutely right. That's my twenty twenty one goal. Get that in the bin. I am no more talking about guilty pleasures. Exactly. Just let yourself enjoy stuff. Right, twenty twenty one goal for you, Olivia. What's that? Because mine apparently is changing the world. <laughs> You're gonna completely change the music scene. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean anything. Like, why on earth is like your strange snack food that you like? Why is loving like cheese at midnight? Why is that a guilty pleasure? Just let yourself live. Yeah, life is short. Well, everyone said mine was weird when I was like obsessed with pickles. That's, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Other than you, my twenty-twenty <laughs> is all the You're hypocritical. <laughs> What's your twenty-twenty-one goal then? Getting through. Just surviving it, yeah. Finishing the show, we're gonna play my blue from my Spotify Wrapped, which was Concrete Lips by Pleasure Hips. Yeah, I think before we wrap up as well, we should say thank you to everybody for listening throughout twenty twenty, despite being a mess, despite the fact that to be honest, tech wise, we do not have a good setup just now. I'm aware of how it listen how it sounds when you listen back to it. <laughs> But thank you for listening, and we hope you listen for the rest of 2021 when we're both yeah, students. Exactly. So here's Concrete Lips by Pleasure Heads. Kiss the curve, we can't be lips, buggering our bed. 